Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. Of course, I'm your host, Amy, and today on the podcast, we are blessed with the presence of an Olympian, a X Games gold medalist, and such a badass female in the snowboarding world, Elena Height. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm psyched to be here. This is awesome. You're in my house. We're socially distanced. It's super fun to do the podcast in person again. Um, So thank you for coming over. You're kind of like a a neighbor. You live over in Incline. Yeah, absolutely. It is fun to um, actually be seeing people face to face, even if we are kind of like far apart. (laughs) Far apart, small groups, but it's like a thrill. It is. It's It's a total thrill. it, It makes you appreciate all the the friends that we have. Oh, it just makes me like appreciate the times where you could just like hug people or like you could just lick someone on the face if you wanted to. And like now, like we can never lick people on the face anymore. Like that's out, I think, for forever. Yeah, I, I would say. <laughs> Not that I even did that, but like I could if I wanted, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you were in Antarctica um, last fall, and that part is going to be in the Warren Miller movie this year in Future Retro. Yes, exactly. Um, almost this time of year, actually. Uh-huh. Um, November, right? We were down there in November. Um, I got lucky to be invited on the trip with Danny Davis and Nick Russell, um, which are two of my longtime friends, um, some of my favorite mountain partners. And we just jumped on the opportunity to go to Antarctica. It was, you know, it's like a dream trip. It's like definitely on the bucket list. And honestly, if you had asked me like a year before if you could snowboard in Antarctica, I would have been like, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Can you? Yeah. Um, so the whole thing was just like an eye-opening, incredible experience. Yeah. So Nick and Danny have been on the podcast this season. Um, how was they've both talked about their boat experiences? <laughs> how was your boat ride? How did it go for you? Yeah. The boat. Um, well, you know. The way we kind of just ended up on this trip was very like um, hodgepodge together. And so we show up and we're like, so what kind of boat are we on? And we like see this massive cruise ship and we're like, that's the boat? (laughs) For some reason, we thought we were like roughing it a little bit. Right. Um, No. Not at all. (laughs) We're like, oh, okay. So we're, this is like luxury style. So we get on this massive cruise ship, but the, you know, the... The crossing is two days, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely get motion sickness. <clears throat> it was long. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely moments where I was like, am I sure I want to be here? Like, <laughs> I guess I can't do anything about it right now. Am I going <laughs> now anywhere now? Stuck. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like eating ginger and laying down, and <laughs> I think I disappeared for like 15 hours one night. I just like... <laughs> took some sleeping pills and just went to sleep. I was like, I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. But all that aside, it was so totally worth and then it. And you, once you get there, you like completely forget. You completely forget. And you're still staying on the boat, but you're in calm waters. And just the like views and 
the wildlife and just the like awe-inspiring landscape around mm-hmm. you just like makes you forget about any seasickness you might have had. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. Have you been in a Warren Miller movie before? I have not been in a yeah, Warren Miller that's before. What I thought. Yeah, so I grew up in South Lake Tahoe and we always used to have these uh, pay Big for shows. snow parties. Yeah. And they were all around the Warren Miller films. And my dad was a huge fan, like yeah. like diehard fan. And we used to go to these shows and this was like before snowboarders were really in the Warren Miller films. Sure. And I would always be like, Dad, we're like going to watch a bunch of skiers. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they're so cool. Like, he just would love them. So it was a huge <laughs> part of my upbringing. And, you know, I, I learned to appreciate them and the storytelling and they're just so iconic. And mm-hmm. so, um, super excited to be a part of it this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun movie, future, future Retro, and I'm excited to see the Antarctic part. I've told both Danny and Nick this, but Todd and I were slated to go on that trip before you guys came on board. Ooh. And then we got swooped out because you guys, um, I don't know, I guess you and Danny and Nick are kind of like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> we took your spots? I can't believe it's like, that. It's been one of my dream trips, too. I know. Someday I'll make it for sure. I got to get down there. But, you will. You will. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, and then you have your own film coming out this fall, Blank Canvas. Um, just what, give give us like the synopsis. What, you'd film a lot here in Tahoe, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Blank Canvas, it's being produced by TGR. Um, it's been really awesome to work with them. It's actually been filmed over two seasons, so oh, kind I of a long it was a two-year project. Yeah, two-year oh, project. Sick. It was a one-year project turned into a two-year sure. project. <laughs> they got short, got cut short by COVID, so kind of like a one-and-a-half-year project, yeah. <laughs> we'll say. Um, but yeah, basically, it's um, going to be a feature film. I'm kind of the main writer, but uh, the whole premise behind the film is just following a bit of my transition, stepping into this backcountry and the people and the places that have really inspired me to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so Danny and Nick are actually in my film as well. Yeah. Um, along with a list of amazing writers that I've had such a pleasure writing with. Because um, you had a good AK trip last spring, <clears throat> right, for this? We filmed in Japan uh-huh. and then Tahoe uh-huh. during our big winter, which was awesome. Yeah. Nothing like being home and being able to just film every day. Yeah. Um, and then this winter in Pemberton, BC. Okay. So you didn't get the- We had an Alaska plan for this year and oh. it was in April. And yeah. Nope. Very sad. <laughs> very sad. We didn't get to go, but- um, The mountains will still be there. The mountains will still be there <laughs> and super psyched on the film. Um, really cool to see- you know, TGR just put a lot of heart into it in a time, especially with everything going on with COVID. Um, they brought it up, brought it to life really, really well. So I'm excited to share it with the world. It's funny, like this fall, you know, the ski movie scene is totally different, right? Because like a lot of like the fun of going to ski movies is the getting together and usually you like go out for drinks after and it's this whole thing. And obviously like even if you're able to go to a drive-in show or something, it's like not the same. But I think in some ways like the like ski movies are even more like cherished right now because like we just like, I mean, everybody's kind of locked down and inside and not traveling like normal. And so it's like, it's even more escapism than normal that like, I feel like I'm like more excited to like watch stuff this fall in like a way, just cause I have been kind of like hunkered down where it's like a fun, like glimpse into like, oh yeah, the real world travel, like, you know, this fun stuff that'll, it'll come back around someday, but we don't have right this moment. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's like we've all kind of settled into this new normal and forgot that our season got cut off so short last year. And this is, I don't know about you, but this is the longest I've ever gone without snowboarding by far oh, since yeah. I was a child. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm absolutely very excited for all the films because <laughs> yeah. I'm like – Jesse. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I remember what snow was like, kind of. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited to just see everything come out. And um, it's always fun when there's a buildup to, you know, see what people were up to in the season. Well, I'm excited to see Blank Canvas for sure. It's high on my list. Um, okay. What do you say we talk, stop talking about skiing and snowboarding? It's the S word. It counts for both skiing or snowboarding. We can't say the S word. No S word. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> All right, Let's you do down? <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of a cold Sierra Nevada beer that was delivered right to your door. <sighs> Learn more at SierraNevada.com. Please drink responsibly. This podcast is made possible by Warren Miller's 71st film, Future Retro, streaming virtually this November. You can't look toward the future without taking a look back at the past. Future Retro will be that connection, past, present, and future. Travel to Antarctica, Montana, Iceland, Switzerland, Alaska, Vermont, and beyond. Join this collective experience, complete with a virtual red carpet, athlete appearances, behind-the-scenes interviews, and vintage throwbacks. Tune into Warren Miller's Future Retro from anywhere. Go to warrenmiller.com to learn more. Okay, so you... You kind of have like invented a life for yourself that I think a lot of people and I talk to them on the podcast about like kind of that like alter lifestyle that people would maybe like fantasize about. It would be like the life of a surfer and the beach and stuff. And right now, like you kind of like go back and forth between the beach and the mountains. Like you've kind of like developed that like heavenly mix. So like talking about lifestyle wise, like what is it like that the beach has that the mountain has and like what's what's what are the who's like heavy on the scale? Like if you did have to choose one, which one would you choose? Oh, very <laughs> tough. Um, yeah, well, so I'm originally from Hawaii. Yeah. I was born in Hawaii. And my dad um, was a surfer his whole life. And so when we re relocated to the mountains, you know, that was like... How old were you? I was six. Okay, so you like remember life in Hawaii? Definitely remember life in Hawaii um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't super ingrained there, but my older sisters were, mm -hmm. and they ended up going back quite quickly. Um, and one of my sisters still lives there. Oh, nice. Um, I have nieces and nephews there. So and my dad actually ended up going back. Um, but I think it's just like in my blood. So it's hard for me to completely like forget the beach, <laughs> even yeah. though I love the mountains so much. Yeah. Um, and obviously I grew up in Tahoe really, really ingrained in the mountains. But in my teenage years, started kind of going back and forth between Hawaii and and Tahoe a lot more. And um, if I had to choose, I would say mountains just yeah. because it's such a big part of my life now. And um, I've grown to love the mountains in the summer a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think I always used to just like leave and go to the beach every summer. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, really love mountain biking and climbing and just like lake life lake here in life Tahoe. Here. Yeah, we have so many. But we have all the like mountain lakes and the granite lakes and just. Yeah, the hiking and just, it's really, really special. Um, but a different energy at the beach for sure. You know, I think that 
in the mountains in the summertime, you get this like stillness Mm -hmm. and like peace. And I feel like the ocean has that, but it's because it's always moving and changing, it has a lot more energy to it. And so, um, yeah, I have always dreamt of kind of having a bit of beach and a bit of mountains and I'm, you know, working towards the having like a good balance of both. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the the ultimate balance because, uh, I mean, I don't have a connection with the beach, but I like love it when I'm down there. And I think that's what you're saying, like the energy of the ocean and like all that stuff. Like I totally get it, you know, like (laughs) I'm like, I can understand why this is like a huge draw, you know. It is a draw. I think it's very similar. Like, I don't know. I think being in the ocean, like whether you're surfing or swimming or just kind of like connected in that way is very similar to the feelings that you get when you're like in the backcountry, really removed like actually, you know, going down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a fun, easy, accessible, like jump in and jump out of the ocean kind of thing. So yeah, hopefully yeah. a lot less gear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you have to wear a wetsuit, it's a lot less gear. But sometimes I feel like putting my wetsuit on and off, it's like almost as bad as the S word boots, but the hardest thing ever. Yeah, for sure. The worst is like I'm never really in cold. shape. And so like I at the end, like I don't have enough strength to get out of my wetsuit. And I'm like trapped in my wetsuit because my arms are just like jello. We were, I was down surfing in Santa Cruz this weekend and I just like, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Like I feel like a little kid like trapped in my wetsuit just because I can't like move my arms. The full child thing, just like put your arms out and like, help me, yeah. just undress me. <laughs> so funny. I've done that a few times. Um, so sometimes this this question is kind of funnier right now because like we're all in a place where we've all been home so much more than normal. But I, I like to like know what's your favorite part of like a day at home where you're not shooting, you're not like on location or anything like that. And then like I feel like that's like expanded upon right now. So kind of like what has been your favorite part about being home like through um, quarantine and COVID and this like kind of lack of the normal travel schedule that – you have like what's been what's been the thing that's been like nice about it yeah for sure um well I would say the thing that I love most about being home like on rest days during the winter or in between travel is just like slow mornings Mm -hmm. like sitting down and having tea or coffee and like yoga and just like listening to music and like not having to rush Mm -hmm. um I really cherish that. <laughs> Lots of coffee. I like the like multiple cups of coffee in the morning. Um, and during the whole lockdown quarantine scene, um, the benefit or the silver lining for me has been I've never been able to have houseplants before. Me too. And I am like a houseplant owner and they're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been three months. And they're growing. I just actually repotted all my houseplants to wow. be in bigger pots because they, they grew, outgrew their pots. So it's a big step for me yeah. and really awesome. I'm really hoping they don't die over winter because I've become I've become close Attached. to them. I know. I have the same thing going. I finally have some like – and I got houseplants that are like pretty hardy supposedly. But like I was able to keep like a full like producing basil plant alive this summer, which was like – basically I feel like they're very high maintenance. Oh, very. Um, that's a like, that's Basil's a the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was able to like – but yeah, same. But now I have like my plants that I love so much and I'm like, you guys got to make it. Like, yes. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> how are we going to do this? How are we yeah. <laughs> like how are we going to make it through this together, guys? Because we, we made it so far yeah um 
Yeah. So I always joke that like I've never been able to keep anything alive except for myself. So this was like a big deal. Yeah. For me. I keep like <laughs> wanting to buy more houseplants and I keep, I've like held myself back a couple times recently. I'm like, Amy, you're, this is setting yourself up for disappointment. Like you yeah. need to reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's this awesome shop in Reno. Um, of course, I'm going to blank on the name, but they have amazing, like, plants and, like, animal skulls and, like, I don't know. It's just this really cool plant shop that I have to oh. send you. Yeah, you'll have to tell me so that I can now buy more house plants. That Set yourself up for disappointment in the <laughs> yes, future like, when they die. Yep. Yeah. We can we can start a support group. <laughs> Perfect. I, I will need support. Um, so I kind of want to know, and I don't know how active you are with it anymore, but what what is HEART, the program that you have – yeah, I worked working on for a long time. Yeah, been working on it for a while. Um, and it's kind of slowed down. I kind of like just, you know, things flow in and out. But it seemed like maybe it slowed down slightly, but was still. Yeah, still going. Yeah. Um, I took a year off and was kind of like launching it back up in my free time this year. So um, I started a blog a while back just to see if I would like that. I called it Heart. Um and it was fun, maybe not long term for me. Mm-hmm. Um, blogging actually is like really tough. Mm-hmm. I don't like like the not the just the writing or photos or whatever of it, but just like creating a web page and doing all that. It's a little above my head. I feel like it's the consistency part is hard too. Yeah, the like consistency part like is tough. Really on it, kind of. Yeah. Um, but from that, I kind of developed this idea where I wanted to be able to give back to young girls in the sport, but also outside the sport. And so I worked with the Women's Sports Foundation. Uh, I've been on their um, athlete board for quite a long time, and they helped me kind of create this uh, program where girls could ride in and and once a year I would pick um one girl to basically sponsor for the year mm-hmm. um and it you didn't have to be a snowboarder or an athlete at all really my my goal was to help young girls like follow their heart and follow their dreams and be able to assist them in a way that um they didn't have before that so I had some artists write in I've had artists write in and you know, saying that they would use like the grant money for art supplies or like photography supplies, snowboard supplies, all sorts of things. So um, I've given grants to two girls now um, and then took a year off. So hopefully get one going out this year. That's super cool. Do you end up kind of like mentoring them a bit too? Yeah. 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 So um, the girl I've stayed the closest with is actually uh, lives in Reno and is a snowboarder and is really awesome. She's a teenager. I think now she's in senior in high school. Ooh. So we stay in touch and talk a couple times a year. And um, it's just so cool to like be able to pass on knowledge and support young girls' dreams. Cause I know that at least for me, having those older mentors and just like the opportunity to like ask questions to someone that wasn't my mom or my dad was like really, really helpful. And I had a lot of that in my life. And so I wanted to be able to give back in that way. Yeah. It's awesome. I think that like sometimes like those mentorships kind of like haphazardly like happen and come together and you find those people in your life that are your mentor. But I think that's something that like as athletes, like 
I think we could all maybe like do a better job of is like actually kind of like seeking that out and giving back in like this kind of like longer format way. You know, I've mentored two kids in like a longer format and they've both been like eighth graders doing like eighth grade projects. And so I'm mentoring this um, young kid from up in Washington this, this season, like this whole season. And he's wanting to learn about, you know, the backcountry and stuff. And I think that like, it's kind of opened my eyes to like, that's like kind of a really cool thing we can do, especially when it's like long format, you know, like my agreement with this with um, this young man is to chat with him twice a month for the entire season, you know? And like, that's um, sure. Maybe that's like a lot of work, but then you're actually like doing something, you're like building on something. And I think it's like one way that we can, like, that's something like I've been thinking about is something we can do a lot more of, I think as athletes is this kind of like dedicated mentorship rather than like happening to be a mentor for like maybe a younger up and coming pro or something like kind of like dedicating a little more. For sure. That's so awesome that you're doing that. Um, it is a big commitment, but it also like it's super rewarding. Sure. And I think the long-term format that you're talking about mm-hmm. gives people the chance to like integrate in what you're saying or like what you're offering and then come back with like, well, this didn't work for me and this mm-hmm. didn't work for me. And it also challenges you as a human and like as a mentor to be like, okay, well, that didn't work for you. It worked for me. So what else can I offer you? Yeah. How can I continue to help? Um, And it just opens your mind and eyes, I think, a lot, which is... Well, it's really cool. It's it's on your website. It's a section of your website if people are curious. Uh, But good to know it's still going. I I didn't really know, but I thought it was, like, really neat. And there's also some, like good recipes and workout ideas and stuff, stuff I like anyways. I failed at blogging. I think I like, well, I mean, I did like five blog posts in my like life as a blogger. And then I was like, nope, can't do it. But you're on the podcasting, which is a talking, a talking blog, which is a talking blog. Yeah. Totally. Um, and takes less like computer skills. I feel like. Yeah. I was, the writing was my hiccup on blogging. Yeah. I just, I think I was, I would like psych myself up about it. You know, like yeah. it's not necessarily that I, <laughs> bad or a good writer it was just that I would like let it freak me out yeah (laughs) fair um so okay speaking of the same thing what I want to know what your like favorite like comfort food is like what you like your go-to comfort meal and then like also like just like what you've been cooking lately like what are your recipes what have you been I feel like you're always like creative like healthy kitchen person yeah I um kind of got into cooking, I don't know, when I started traveling. So it's been a while. Mm. Um, as like a kid and just went to all these amazing countries and had all this amazing food and would come home and be like, oh, I wonder if I can like recreate that. Um, but I would say my comfort meal is, gosh, I'm a sucker for pasta. Mm, me too. <laughs> That's mine. It's so it's so easy. Yeah. But yeah, my dad used to just cook us macaroni shells and just red sauce because I think he just doesn't like cooking and <laughs> that's what we would eat like whenever he had to cook dinner. <laughs> and so it's just like this comfort food for me um, and it's warm and I made homemade pasta for the very first time like a week ago. I had never made it before and like the roller and it was so fun and like mesmerizing and then like also delicious yeah so so good so um I've gotten a little bit into that so I'm diving it more into that I really it's not easy it's not easy and I try to eat gluten-free so (laughs) yeah that's like my next 
go-to is like homemade gluten-free pasta. We'll see how that goes. There's really good gluten-free pastas out there though. Yeah, there are. Um, and what have I been eating a lot of lately? In the summertime, I'm like a big smoothie bowl and like rice bowls. Um, but yeah, pretty simple. Just like yeah. lots of fruit in a bowl. There were some really good smoothie <laughs> recipes on your website. I was like stocking. Oh, like, oh I got like, I was like, wow. Oh, this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Well, I, what about like, have you like been able to like replicate any like, ex- like meals like from abroad and like, like have you mastered ramen or like the one I really want to master is uh spetzel. I haven't gotten on the spetzel program yet. It's not <laughs> gluten-free, so it might not be. But I've, like, love when I'm in Europe, and, like, spetzel is my favorite. Yeah. Or roshti. Roshti might be easier Ooh. to figure out. Yeah, roshti might be easier to figure out. Um, Got to be honest, I'm, it, like, trial and error for me on most of the good ones. I feel like I can make a pretty good curry. That's, like, the one food I've maybe somewhat Do mastered. you make it from scratch? I usually make it from scratch. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, there's just something about foods when you're in the country. It's really hard to, like, make it better than them. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah, I would say curry is the, the one, a good veggie curry, yellow curry is, like, kind of my go-to. I know. Is it, you need a good, like, spice market. but You do need a good spice market. The good thing is you can get kind of you can get all the good spices mm-hmm. online now. Yeah. That does make it easier. Um, so I guess like keeping in the travel kind of um, category, what's like a dream trip that you have that you haven't done yet that doesn't have to do with the S word? Like where is the place on the earth? Like I feel like lately like with the non-travel thing going on, I've been like fantasizing about like where I would go, you know? And like I want to know what's like what what are you – where do you where are you dying to go? Not for S wording. Not for uh, S wording. That you haven't been yet. Yeah. Um I have a couple. I, Nepal is really high on my That's list. On my list too. Uh, to like just to trek, or do you want to like get gnarly? Um, just to like experience it. Yeah, like Nepal, India, just like yeah. Um, also, you know, could be cool to get gnarly, but I like the other side of it too. And then I would say Morocco is super high on my list. Oh yeah, more for surfing and just also culture. Yeah. Um. That would be really cool. Yeah, I've heard really great things. Um, I definitely want to go to Nepal, but I just want to go to like trek. Like yeah. I don't want to get gnarly. Yeah, like I don't. It, it would be fun. I would love to just go and like backpack. Yeah, exactly. In the summertime yeah. and just like experience it. Same. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I know, and you can do it like so affordably. Like once you get there, and just like be there for a month. Yeah, and like. Just really dive into the because like all my friends, like your friends are like doing they're there all the time and they're doing all these gnarly things and like don't you want to climb Everest? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that sounds cool, but I also would I would like, like to, to see it like, maybe yeah. from a distance. <laughs> but like I, I just you know I don't know if I want to do that yeah. actually. <laughs> maybe That's I'll change fair. my mind someday. But <laughs> Which, totally, I feel the same. It's kind of like you know if it's not in your like calling you. You probably should wait until it calls you. <laughs> it, well, especially if it's something as difficult as that. Yeah. Like that much time and uh, just resources and everything it takes to do something like that. But it's kind of a funny 
in our circles, it's like sacrilege to say that. Like, what do you mean? You don't want to, you're going to just go walk in Nepal. I'm like, oh, I want to go walk in Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> no pointy things required. <laughs> yeah. Um, Morocco would be nice. That one hasn't been on my list, but. Yeah, I'm obsessed with like all Moroccan like rugs and like tapestries and things. So you can like go was... over there and you can like furniture and shop and oh. you can like like long haul ship it home so it's not very expensive. Yep. I know some people that have done that, but yeah, gorgeous. Oh man. Dreams. I like I've been calling I like I'm dying to go to Greece for some reason. Oh Greece. I've been I've spent a lot of time in Europe in the summer, but for some reason I'm just like, this is where I want to go right now. For some reason. I like dream about it. <laughs> it looks very relaxing. It's like like aqua blue pools and like white. Buildings, buildings and blue, and just yeah. like simple. It's it just gorgeous. looks simple, right? I don't know. I feel like, oh. I kind of find anywhere you go is like kind of gorgeous, though, right? Like we yeah. live somewhere gorgeous. Like there's like, you know, my friend just got back from a trip in Vermont, and like that looked gorgeous. Like the peeping and everything, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's I feel like it's kind of everywhere has its things. Everywhere does have its things for sure. Um, okay, so we're gonna play a game that we play on every episode of the podcast. It's called Two Highs and One Low, and it's two highs and one low of the last year of your life, but totally not to do with the S word. So just life outside of your whole career, you know? Ooh, okay. Two highs and low. It can be anything. Okay. Two highs and one low. Um a high definitely was um just got a house down in Encinitas last year. That's exciting. Within the last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a high. Um, I've always spent a lot of time down there. And so I'm I'm on the way to making the, the yeah, mountain you have and your, beach your dream. beach home. Yeah, the beach home. It's there. Um, and then – That's awesome. I love it down there. Thanks. Yeah, super psyched. Um, I've been spending a lot of time down there this summer, and it's been really, really nice. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm jealous. <laughs> Um, it's actually been really warm and I came up here and I'm like, oh, forgot. It it's like yeah. fall and it's yeah. cold. I know. Sorry. My house is really cold too. I should have told you to bring a sweater. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, oh, uh, when our lockdown hit, I've always wanted to study like herbs and herbalism. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm almost finished with an herbalist course wow. certification. Which has been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you've just been doing it online or? Um, it's like actually like a written book. Oh. But yeah, it's online as well. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of just like experimenting. Yeah. Because you're actually creating like tinctures and. Um, what is, what's been like your favorite like finding on that journey? Oh or gosh. like what have you, I mean, I'm sure there's been so much, but I feel yeah. like I, I go on like phases of like herbs and tinctures and then I like drop off and then I get back on it again and yeah for there's sure. just so much there's so much knowledge um and of course you're putting me on the spot and I'm like not remembering <laughs> but one of the coolest things I think that I've figured out through this book is just like how accessible a lot of these herbs are specifically in California mm -hmm. and that you can just like harvest, you them yourself. harvest them yourself Wow! and you don't have to buy them and you can just like go out and just like harvest them and dry them or like, you know, boil them or whatever it is, however it is that you're going to kind of condense them down. Um, and that's been really cool because mm. I've always been like a little bit weary of like, you know, the supplement eating, industry. Eating, eating things on like oh. the side of the road. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and so, um, but it's cool. Like they, they've kind of like helped me understand how to pick certain herbs. And man, you're survivalist ready then. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> or at least one step ahead of a lot of people probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't eat that. Maybe but you like, should restart your blog with the herbalist maybe information. I that would be and a good. I would follow your blog. Okay. Okay. Good to know. That would be a good be subscriber. Re, um, re-up of my, my blogging skills. I just get, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'll just take some turmeric, call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just crazy how um, amazing plants are and how many different things they can help you with, like from physical ailments to just like mood Mental and mood, like yeah. anything really. Like it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And like, then you start getting into mixing them and like mm-hmm. when to take them and like how much they can affect like body temperatures or like anything like that. Like I'm always cold in the winter. So that was one of my big things. Like what can I drink in the morning that's going to make my body temperature higher (laughs) for the day? Yeah. So I'm working on a a tea for that. Nice. Yeah. Love it. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, Way to be productive with your downtime. Thanks. Trying. (laughs) Somewhat productive. And then like, you know, baking cookies and things like that. Of course. There's always that. Um, but yeah, what was the next question? Down a low. Oh, a low. Yeah. A low. Um, it's been a, it's been a pretty good year. I mean, there's lots of lows. I'm trying to think of a low that doesn't have to do with COVID because I'm sure everyone has a low that has to it's do with funny COVID. For, for a lot of people, like the, in a lot of ways, like the situation of COVID, not COVID itself, but like the, the time at home and stuff has been like a high more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it has been. I mean, it's definitely been a silver lining. Like, I think the low of it is just like what we were talking about at the beginning is like the lack of connection with friends. Like my favorite thing when I'm home is to hang out with my friends and hug them and hold all their babies and make big meals together and like those kind of things. Like that's my favorite part about being not on the road, which like it's sad that we can't do that in the same way, you know? Like we can grill outside or whatever, but it still feels weird, like, having to hold people at bay. That's, like, that's a weird thing to me, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. I mean, lots of lows that have to do with COVID, but I was trying to be creative. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say just, like, canceled travel plans. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been nice to be home, it's always sad to be, like, excited for trips and then have to cancel them. Yeah. But yeah, such is life. Around. They'll come back around. Um, did you happen to think of a non-S word story you wanted to share with us? Yeah, I know. You're like, tease me with, okay, come in with a good story. And then I'm like racking my brain like, I don't know if I have any good stories. Well, it's kind of funny. You have so many stories until yeah. someone says, tell me a story. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I thought of a funny story kind of. And I mean, you can relate to this as like a girl in the sports industry you're typically like kind of one of a few maybe or Mm -hmm. surrounded by a lot of guys Mm -hmm. so you end up doing a lot of like dude things Mm -hmm. which is fun yeah um (laughs) but you tend to like you know try to get good at like the guy things and um a while back I um was writing for Nixon and they used to do this annual trip actually it was amazing to Tavarua and wow oh wow yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, was lucky enough to make it on that one. Um, and 
you know, they'd bring like the snowboarders and the skaters and the surfers, of course. And, but they also had like artists. And so it was a really like collaborative group mm-hmm. of people, but still mostly da- male dominated mm-hmm. trip. And we're like packing for this trip and it's just the Nixon crew. And they're like, okay, get ready. You know, like we have this annual poker tournament and mm-hmm. it's like a pretty big deal for my first time on this trip. And they're like, Every year, whoever wins, like, gets this really big prize. It's, like, everyone's, like, real serious about it. Oh, wow. And we're, like, showing up, and I'm, like, okay, like, I've actually never played poker before. At this time, I was, I think I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet. So I was, like, I don't, I don't do this. You know, like, I, I, like, played blackjack with my dad. Yeah. But not a big poker player. So we show up, and there's, like, I want to say, like, 35 of us and three girls playing, and we're like, okay, like teach me the rules real quick before we start. Yeah. And everyone's like full poker face. Poker's like, like pretty hard to like learn on the fly. Totally hard yeah. to learn on the fly. And you know, but they had like some some like special parts. Like if you got certain cards, you know, you had to take take a shot or do something. Mm-hmm. So people started falling off, and then all of a sudden we're at like doing. I'm sitting next to my friend Lindsay Adams Hawkins, who's a pro skater, and. She's my age too, and she'd play a little bit of poker, but we're like down to like the final five. Okay. And it's like us and three dudes, and everyone's like cheering us on, like like betting on us. Like oh <laughs> the full thing, like a multiple hour poker tournament. And sure. I've never played poker before. Sure. Um <laughs> and then um it finally came down to just Lindsay and I. And oh, all wow. the dudes are like uh, around us like, this is so ridiculous. I cannot <laughs> believe that you guys beat us all. And now it's you two against each other. I ended up winning, which was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and just like all the dudes were so serious and just like <laughs> had to just like throw their hands up and be like, well. They're like, ha <laughs> Beginner's luck. I want to um, – I want to – Three-day trip to Vegas, I think. <laughs> super random, but hilarious. Super random. Couldn't take it because I wasn't 21. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so. That's so funny. <laughs> Do you think it was beginner's luck or it was just like? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even play was, poker well enough to like. Yeah, I think it was Even today, I wouldn't really know what to do. Beginner's luck and like just like not taking it too seriously. Mm-hmm. And then I think it got to the point where like I was getting tips. At some point, you know, from like the guys are like, oh, well, like if I can't win, I'm going to like help her. (laughs) So it might have been a little rigged. I love it. I love it that all the like serious dudes just lose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yes. Girls win always. Love it. That's what you get. (laughs) I love it. Man, that sounds like a rad trip though, Tavarua. That's high on my list for sure. Yes. Very, very lucky to be on that trip. Um, and it is so beautiful there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I'm scared of the surfing. I need to work on my skills before I go there, but maybe. <laughs> I definitely got handled there. Yeah. And was like, okay, I think I could surf, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe I can't surf. <laughs> yep. Sounds, I've heard that story before. But. Yeah. Um, Elena, thank you so much for being on the podcast and coming over here and hanging out with me and the listeners um, for people that want to keep following you, where's the best place to find you on the interwebs? Um, Well, thank you for having me. This has been really (laughs) fun. Um, Yeah, you can follow me Instagram. I'm just Elena Height. Um, Facebook, I'm Elena Height Snowboarder. 
Somebody mm-hmm. took my name before I got it. Lame. But um, yeah, those are the the main places that I'm the most active. And then my website's just elenahite.com. But yeah. Nice. And then people can, of course, see you in Future Retro, which will be awesome. Um, and then be on the lookout for Blank Canvas, although there will be a digital release at some point. Yeah. So Blank Canvas is the trailers dropping 11-11 and uh, the film will be available for digital release on uh, December 8th. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Watch out for that. Christmas Super treat. excited to share it with the world. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see it. And your part in Future Retro and that whole stuff. I'll just be jealous of oh, your guys's. I know. I'm excited <laughs> to see how it comes through on the film. Um, it looks gorgeous. I hope there's a lot of the penguins. Because yeah. that was my favorite part. I mean, how, can your peng- <laughs> how can the penguins not be your favorite part? Like, they're penguins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, on that note, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, everybody definitely check out Blank Canvas. And, of course, you'll see us both in Future Retro. Um, I'm your host, Amy Ingebretson. You know that. I'm at Amy Ski on Insta. Send me questions, comments, whatever you got. And thank you guys so much for joining and listening. We'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. Skiing and riding is wrapped up in memories. Memories that inspire me to push myself, like skiing the Palisades with my dad for the first time at age six. And memories that have taught me how to overcome fear and learn from past mistakes, like getting buried in an avalanche in Utah. Do you have a mountain memory that sticks with you? Well, we want to hear it. The good, the bad, the hilarious, the regretful, and the impactful. Leave us a voice message at 970-510-0451 and share your memories with us. We will be airing a memories episode at the end of the season with all your incredible voices. Please keep in mind that voice memos with poor sound quality, language, or over one minute in length will not be considered. Feel free to share your name and where you're from or leave it anonymous. Go ahead, drop us a line. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with Open Snow. Did you ever want to phone a weather forecaster to get advice on where you'll find the best snow next week? Or really, just to know which day to call in sick at work? Well, you don't need to call a forecaster because you can simply read the daily snow on Open Snow. Our local forecasters give you their take about where and when to find the best powder. Go to opensnow.com or download the Open Snow app on iPhone or Android and look for the daily snow forecasts. This podcast is a Warren Miller Entertainment production and is presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company.